For too many years, we've been told to show the horse who's boss, use gadgets, and ride two and three year olds. We're expected to follow fashionable trends, like riding behind the vertical or with your horse's nose on the ground, and put our short-term performance goals before the long-term health of our horse. This sounds crazy to me, because we're forgetting all about the horse. In this show, you'll learn why groundwork, lateral movements, liberty work, and pole work are so important in your training program. Plus, how to build lightness and softness in the saddle by recognizing the try and building confidence in both horse and rider. We know that horses are only physically mature at five and a half years of age at the earliest. We believe that collection is not a head position. We know that older horses are not disposable. Walking 100 miles on foot is amazing to build that connection together. And that bitless bridles, California hackamores, bosal and macates can be really useful. We never place competition goals above our horse's health and we know that self-carriage means that the horse does it by himself. We take as long as it takes and we understand the importance of working slowly with the horse to build connection, trust and partnership together and we aim to always put the horse's mental, physical and emotional needs first. So I promise to share all my horsemanship strategies with you. Sounds good? I'm your host, Elaine Heaney, creator of the Listening to the Horse documentary. Let's get the show started. Hello folks, I am just back in from riding Matilda. So this morning I was up early because the farrier was coming. So he came, did all the horses and they were great. And then rain was due in. So I decided very quickly that I needed to, um, if I wanted to ride, I needed to get out pretty quick. So grabbed my saddle, went out, got Matilda and um, tacked up and off we went. So she was really good, but something funny happened. I have Cavaletti set up. Um, so the way that they're set up currently, I kind of change them around every couple of days. But on, um, I have a row of Cavaletti. So the first pole on the ground is raised at one side, but it's not at the other. And then the second pole on the ground is raised at the opposite side, but not at the other. So on every pole, one side is lifted and they alternate. So we were doing um, a little bit of lateral work starting out. So doing a little bit of shoulder in on a circle, shoulder in on a straight line, a little bit of forward, stop, back up, stop, a little move the hind, a little move the front, just playing around in different things and then warming up and then moving on to trot. So we started trotting around and I was like, oh, cool, there's the Cavaletti. And I love to add in just random pole work into whatever I'm doing with my horses because just kind of, you know, mixes things up a bit, adds a bit of interest. And so we come around in a beautiful trot, head towards the Cavaletti, trot beautifully over the Cavaletti. And then after the Cavaletti, she decides she wants to get faster. I didn't like, this is all her. And I'm like, hmm, okay. So I didn't want her to get faster. So a few things I could have done, I could have just pulled on the reins and said, no, slow down, you know, but I was like, well, hang on this. It's actually great. She's offering me this energy. Like it was really nice energy, but again, it was just faster than I asked her to. And so I thought, how can I use up this energy in a really positive, practical way? Like what exercise actually works better with a little bit of energy? And I was like, of course, trot shoulder in. So we we went, went over the Cavaletti. After, that, after the Cavaletti, then she kind of speeded up a little bit. So we did a half circle up at the top. And then we had uh, the full length of the arena to come down again. So I'm like, beautiful, we're gonna do trot shoulder in the whole way down. And I asked her to do it. And I had that amazing energy that she was offering me. And so off we went, trot shoulder in. I was putting her energy to work. I was delighted to have it because sometimes I do, I do find when you're doing shoulder in, in any gait, if the horse is kind of slow and a bit lazy, it can be a little bit tricky. 
trickier to kind of get it done whereas if your horse already has a little bit of natural energy and forwards it actually really helps when you're doing lateral movements because when you're doing lateral movements you need forwards <laughs> to to shape it into lateral and if you don't have forwards then it just makes you know shoulder in shoulder out whatever you're doing hindquarters in and out half pass it makes it trickier so we ended up doing the most beautiful shoulder in with beautiful energy nice relaxed horse the whole way down the arena and there's another beautiful thing about shoulder in, which as I was riding, I was like, oh, this is really cool. As we were coming down towards the end of the arena, and my plan was to do a half circle and then to shoulder in again the whole way back up the arena. So my horse already had this really nice bend in her body from doing shoulder in. And it was the perfect bend, the exact bend that I needed now to do the half circle down the end of the arena. I did the most glorious half circle like beautiful and then we did shoulder in back the whole way up the arena when we got up to the top there again I was already ready for the half circle my horse was ready I didn't have to do anything didn't have to adjust anything did a beautiful circle beautiful bend straight down again did this a couple of times I was having so much fun I was like these shoulder ins are fantastic our circles are fantastic Matilda was happy she was being able to use up her energy Everything was working and so I was like, okay, she feels, you know, there's energy there, but she feels relaxed. Let's try those Cavaletti again and see what she does after the Cavaletti. So we uh, came down the arena, did our beautiful half circle. Now this time we were lined up to go towards the Cavaletti and trot. So we headed towards the Cavaletti, beautiful trot, straight line now. We'd forgotten our shoulder in um, over the Cavaletti, lovely and balanced. And then once the Cavaletti was over, I was like, what is she going to do? Is she going to speed up? Nope. She just continued on in a lovely straight forwards trot without that increase of energy. And actually, she was really listening to me and it felt like if I asked her to stop or to slow down, she would have immediately. But we just kept on that nice trot. So if you've been listening to this podcast a while or following me, you know that I'm a huge fan of shoulder in, shoulder out, travers, rumvers, all those kind of things. But particularly the shoulder in and the shoulder out, I think... I think if you can, like, honestly, right, here's the truth. I think if you can ride a horse, right, if you can walk and trot a horse, you should be able to do shoulder out and shoulder in. Seriously. I think it's that basic a skill that if you can walk and trot your horse, you should understand what shoulder out and in is, and you should be able to do it on the ground, and you should be able to do it when you're riding your horse. Um, the reasons... First of all, aside from just being really handy in the situation that I had where my horse decided she had too much energy and I need to use it up in a practical way and it did the job beautifully. Okay, so it's just, it's incredibly handy just in those kind of random situations. But the bigger picture is that when we're riding our horses, we need to protect their health. We need to do what's good for them. We don't, we don't want to ride them in a way that develops these really bad posture habits and starts causing them pain and tension in their backs and all this kind of thing. Because like... We're, we're not like feathers when we sit on their back. We, our bodies weigh, our saddles weigh. We're putting all this weight on the horse's back. We need to teach the horse to move in a way that is going to help protect his back. So how we do that is by encouraging the horse to move a little bit of weight from the front two legs to the back two legs, okay? So we're transferring weight from the forequarters to the hindquarters. This is called collection. Collection has nothing to do with pulling on your horse's head or getting your horse's head into some kind of weird head position. Nothing to do with it. That's just gonna stuff up your horse, so don't do it. So collection is, it makes your horse more athletic. If you ever felt that your horse is 
heavy or kind of trundles along or, you know, is on the forehand or, you know, not in a frame or not in a shape or not in a bit or on a bit or whatever the terms are where you live, the answer is collection because collection transfers that weight from the forequarters to the hindquarters and it's going to help your horse be more balanced. It's going to help your horse carry you easier when you're riding your horse. It's easier for them to carry your weight because they've changed their balance. It's also going to help your horse to become more athletic and more agile. So if you want to be the, you know, the cool person that has the horse that can move their forequarters around, move their hindquarters around, that can that is getting better at lateral movements, that can do the fancy stuff, that can just be an athlete and be more balanced and, you know, even have balance on trail rides, you know, if the ground is pretty dodgy and they need to kind of use their core and, and rebalance and, you know, figure things out. It helps that they've worked on their balance when times are easier, you know, and how you help them work on the balance is by helping them to transfer their a little bit of weight from the forequarters to the hindquarters, which is called collection. And you're like, Elaine, how do I do this? You do this by using the exercise I've been talking about for this entire podcast, which is shoulder in and shoulder out. And basically what this exercise does, what it's asking the horse to do is it's asking the horse to step one hind foot at a time a little bit deeper under his body. Okay, so instead of like a walk where they're just the hind feet are going, you know, wherever they normally go normally, shoulder in gets one hind foot to step deeper than normal under the horse's body. When this happens, the whole balance of the horse's body changes naturally. It just changes to allow that one foot to go deeper under the horse's body when they're doing shoulder in and shoulder out. That balance change, what it does, it's actually taking a bit of the balance from the front two legs and putting a little bit more balance on the hind two legs, which is exactly what you want to help your horse become more athletic, more balanced, more collected, more all the good stuff, okay? So do you see why I think that like every rider should be able to do this? It's for your horse's health. If we ride a horse, doesn't matter what our level is, we need to be able to protect a horse's health. We need to understand shoulder in, shoulder out. We need to be able to do them on the ground. We need to be able to do them when we're riding. And then for situations like I was in today, just because it's something that I know how to do backwards pretty much at this stage, it's something that I find easy to do because I practiced it. It's something my horse finds easy to do because she's practiced it. When we're in a random situation where we're not even doing it, we're doing cavaletti and she decides she has a bit more energy than I'm asking for. Beautiful. Shoulder out, comes out of my back pocket, off we go, shoulder in, shoulder out, horse is happy to do it, I'm using up her energy, I'm improving her balance, we're having a discussion and figuring out a cool way to use up all her, all that excess energy at the beginning and doing shoulder in, shoulder out in a really nice way and so at the end of the session, we've actually done something really constructive, had a lot of fun. I'm delighted because she's gone really well and uh, and she's happy too because she was able just to use up that excess energy that, that, that she had, you know. So the end of this rant for today, the end of this public service announcement is if you can't do shoulder out, if you're like, Elaine, it's too tricky. The words even confuse me. What does it even mean? It's not tricky to do. It's easy. I promise you, you could, you could figure out how to do it by just learning it like you could figure it out in five or ten minutes and it doesn't matter what horse you have if you have I have a Connemara and an Irish sports horse okay I don't have dressage horses I you know you don't need any type of particular horse if if your horse can move his legs your horse can do shoulder in and shoulder out that's how basic it goes okay so I don't want you to think that because it's a dressage thing you shouldn't do it forget about it being a dressage thing it's just a tool in your toolbox that every rider needs to know 
doesn't matter if you're Western, doesn't matter if you're, um, if you love trail riding, doesn't matter if you just go jumping all the time, doesn't matter, who cares? You need to, every rider needs to be able to do shoulder in, shoulder out. You can call it something cool. You can make up your own name <laughs> if you want. If the name freaks you out, I don't mind, but you should be able to do it. So if you're interested in learning, well, first of all, if you know how to do it, do me a favor and just go ahead and do it with your horse today. Do it on the ground, do it riding, whatever you want. If you don't know how to do it and you're like, Elaine, I haven't a clue how to do it. Um, two options, you can go on YouTube and probably confuse the hell out of yourself because a lot of people explain it in a way that's really complicated. And I think the reason is a lot of people don't actually understand it themselves. And so they're just gonna throw a lot of confusion at you, which is not really gonna help the matter whatsoever. However, there is a shortcut. The shortcut will cost you less than the cost of a riding lesson. Okay, for less than one riding lesson, you can figure out how to do this and get your horse doing it and have no confusion over the whole thing and actually feel that you've accomplished something really good, okay? So if you want to do that, you can go to shoulderoutraining.com and you're gonna see Matilda and Ozzy, my horses, how I taught them shoulder out, how we're doing it, doing it first on the ground and then how you can ride it in the saddle. And I'm completely serious. Every single horse rider, if you can walk and trot a horse and stay in the saddle for that long, you can figure out shoulder in, shoulder out. We're all smart people. It's not rocket science. You can figure it out. I explain it really simply and you can teach your horse how to do it. And again, if your horse can move his legs, your horse can do shoulder in and shoulder out, all right? I was teaching recently up in in Dublin in Ireland and uh, working with a really nice horse who had been out of work for a little while. And um, so we were just kind of doing the first session just to... Um, kind of get things back in motion and get him going again. And um, can you guess what what was one of the hmm, three exercises that we did during the session? I guess you probably can. It was shoulder out, <laughs> it was shoulder out because when I started working with him, um, the first thing I noticed is that he was very on the forehand, which means he was kind of trundling around, his body was kind of straight. There was a lot of weight on those two front legs and he felt a bit like he was kind of just plowing forwards. I didn't really get a sense of like the athletic ability that I know he has. So his posture was just a bit like a tank. He was just literally kind of plowing forwards. Um, he was pulling a little bit on the rope and he just felt like, you know, his balance wasn't great. And if you put a rider up there, he was going to be even more unbalanced and even more weight on the front two legs and even more kind of trundly around and stuff. So it was apparent even from like the first couple of seconds that it was going to be really important for this horse to prepare him for a rider as well that we had to start doing something to take all that weight off the front two legs and start putting a little bit more of that weight back onto the hind legs which is why we started to do shoulder out just on the ground um, and also one other thing which which sh actually shoulder in shoulder out are really good for is because when you're doing those exercises you have to have a bend a gentle bend through your horse's body when I was working with this horse at the start for the first couple of minutes there was no bend in his body he was I was asking him to walk around in a circle he was doing that with a straight completely straight body okay <laughs> there was no bend I was like oh this is not going to be nice to ride either so we had to start doing things where we started to introduce bend into his body and at the beginning he was like bend I haven't done that in a while what do you mean um but again that was another reason that I thought shoulder out on the ground for a horse that hasn't done anything in quite a while, just a little bit of shoulder out, a couple of steps, um, would start to help him to remember that actually he can soften up his body a little bit, he can bend his body a little bit, it's all good, and it actually works really well. So just yet another reason 
why everybody should be able to do a shoulder in and shoulder out with your horse because it just solves so many issues and problems and it's just a really handy tool to have in your back pocket now i have some exciting news for you today we have the five days to confidence workshop it has literally just started today so if you have ever wished that your horse had more confidence if your horse is spooky if your horse is herd bound they don't like leaving their friends they tend to get bothered if there's different things happening around them if they're a bit tense if they're a bit worried if you're a bit worried about your horse being a bit worried if there's any lack of confidence in you or in your horse you got to join us okay so we started today but still there's still tons of time to um to come and join us all you have to do is go to confidenceworkshop.com and tickets are free so the idea is this is a five-day online workshop so you watch it from your home you can watch it in your kitchen turn on your laptop um, every day you'll get about a 10 to 15 minute video lesson for you to watch if any day you miss the video lesson there's good news there's actually a free pop-up podcast that has the same content so if you're like oh i missed the video and you're late coming home from work or whatever it is um you can actually just listen to the podcast version as you're driving home as well in your car so um let me see what else okay so what are you going to work th through in this workshop okay so day one today on monday you're going to learn how to deal with the scary arena corners okay hands up if there is a scary corner in your arena it's pretty common right so i'm going to share a story of how i fixed the scary corner in my arena so i had um i was getting ready to do a dressage test i won't tell you the full story but basically long story short i had to do a dressage test in one hour and there was people there and it had to be done and I was pretty confident I was writing Ozzy that everything would be good the only issue was Ozzy wouldn't go into one of the corners of my arena it's very hard to do a dressage test when your horse won't go into a corner of an arena where you're meant to be doing a 20 meter circle very difficult so I'm going to share how I solved that issue uh, on Tuesday um, a lot of horses get freaked out by plastic okay plastic is noisy it appears randomly you can move around all this kind of stuff so it's really important that you've actually helped your horse to be confident around different types of plastic things because you don't want to just not even know there's an issue and then go out with your horse somewhere maybe to a friend's maybe on a trail ride maybe still in your own area like where your horse lives and suddenly someone has left a bit of plastic somewhere and your horse goes what and takes off you know galloping away does a 180 degree spin and you end up on the ground you'd rather that didn't happen so we need to prepare so day two is all about getting your horse used to plastic day three i'm going to share with you three secrets to successful confidence building and both you and your horse because we all know it's not just about a horse it's about us too and as we get older we don't bounce as well and we probably don't uh, <laughs> grow in a ton of confidence either so it's something that we need to work on but it's all very doable on day four on thursday we're going to talk about something that i hate i am not a fan of spiders but i'm going to tell you how you can use a very special type of spider to help your horse to be more confident on trail rides and to do this you don't even need to be on a trail ride you can do this in your paddock okay no trail rides needed but it, they will this one spider exercise will definitely prepare your horse for trail rides and then on day five we have an assessment because who doesn't love an assessment okay so this is going to be the rider confidence assessment it's really cool everyone who has done this assessment has adored it and i'm really excited to see um to see how you get on so um some feedback from our students who have gone through this program before linda from the states said i learned more from this free five-day challenge than any other program which i paid for 
that's kind of crazy that I mean that's really cool and then we have Donna so Donna said I took the writer's assessment and I was really happy and I'm going to continue to try and stretch and improve my confidence luckily my horse is way more confident than I am thank you for this mini course so much um so much to think about which is fantastic and then Kim said my farrier commented yesterday how much more calm and cooperative my horse Flint was all of the groundwork I've been doing since your workshop is paying off okay so that is just genius so the good news is it's not too late come and join us okay so it's starting today and uh, it's no problem to catch up but to get a free ticket you need to get a ticket they're free all you have to do is go to confidenceworkshop.com and sign up there and then of course if you want to invite your friends because listen these things are much more fun with friends when you can um got to go through them together so they're welcome to get a ticket there um as well now it's running this week doesn't matter where you live in the world you will be able to see the videos they work in all time zones um but it is running this week and it is over on friday so if you want to get involved you need to um quickly take out your phone go get a ticket and you'll get all the details there so that's it for um this episode hope you enjoyed it grab a ticket to the workshop and definitely seriously if you ride a horse figure out shoulder in shoulder out all right that's it bye thanks very much for listening to this podcast if you'd like to discover more about my work and approach with horses or you're interested in improving your pole work your liberty work or lateral work you can find out more about me and check out our range of online courses at greyponyfilms.com Thank you.